Woo-saw, Kimosabi, woo-saw. It's Harry Slime back in the motherfucking saddle again. Last week's episode was definitely a, a sp- in Spinal Tap. We turned it up to 11 on the intensity there. So, you know, I hope you all enjoyed rant mode. Over 9,000, motherfucker. But yeah, woo-saw, Kimosabi. We're chilling right now. Late night, just got off of work doing a, a late night recording. These are always fun. It's good to uh, get off of work, get all the, the fun uh, endorphins that you get. Because like, I, I work in the back of the house of a restaurant, so you're moving all the fucking time. And it, it's kind of like a workout, really. I mean, anybody that's worked one, you know exactly what the fuck is up. But it's been a fun fucking week. I mean, you know, first off... Uh, I just want to say a uh, heartfelt, uh, you know, the the most heartfelt rest in peace to Mikhail Gorbachev. No, I'm kidding. I, I really don't give a shit. I mean, that sucks. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm sure it's sad for his family and I, and all that fun stuff. But like, it's, I'm not, I didn't live in the Soviet Union nor like, I, I'm sure the people there are like, okay, I guess he was okay, but we don't really give a shit. I mean, if you really talk to people who live during those times, I mean, it's and it's not CIA propaganda. I've heard people try to dismiss like the the stories of people who lived in the Soviet Union or one of those satellite countries as CIA propaganda. And it's like, okay, so I guess nobody can have an experience that doesn't go along with your fucking beliefs. But whatever. But I mean, the the experience that like. I mean, literally, Stalker, the the video game, and, you know, obviously, which came from the movie, or at least was inspired by that, which was also inspired by the book Roadside Picnic. I mean, there's so many examples of the, uh, what Adam Curtis calls, like, the hyper-normalization, where, like, people in, like, the Soviet Union knew that it was completely fucked up that their society was like this, but they also didn't have any other, like, reference of reality for themselves to really kind of base it off of, so they just kind of had to keep rolling with the goddamn punches. So, you know, I I guess uh, good job to Mikhail Gorbachev for, you know, I guess doing what he did as far as... uh, uh, you know, with the uh, the end of the Soviet Union, or at least uh, kind of the the last rungs of it. But I don't know, man. Like it's just kind of whatever. I, I you know, he's not fucking Reagan. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a Reagan fan. I he's just as much of as a demon as those guys are. <laughs> like holy shit. Although uh, shout out to him. I mean, I I heard his wife give gave great blowjobs, which you know. Good for her. I, I don't know. I should. I don't know if I should say give or gave because I'm not sure if she's alive still. But if she is, more power to you, Nancy Reagan. That's awesome that you give great blowjobs. But anyways, moving forward, speaking of politics and such, like uh, the more that I get older, I you know, people ask me like what side I'm on or what party I belong to. And I mean... In reality, I'm kind of like, there are things from the left and the right that I enjoy. And, like, I'll give you a great example. Like, one thing, one leftist principle that I completely, uh, you know, I'm 100% on board for is 
something like free education for, you know, like college and all that fun stuff. I'm totally on board for that. I think that's completely necessary for the growth of our country, as well as like, to be honest, having, you know, traveled a little bit, you really kind of realize that how fucking stupid uh, Americans can be. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, the average person in some of these countries isn't, you know, just as dumb as any other American, but, like, like you, you, you begin to kind of realize how kind of ethnocentric and kind of uh, uh, localized our minds could be. And, you know, if we want to be top dog, if we want to be better than that, we have to invest in our education. So I'm 100% on board for free education for every American, you know, bar none. However, you know what I'm also on board for? a big motherfucking military. I'm totally on board for that. Like I like I I don't want to have to worry about safety. I don't want to have to worry. I don't think we should be doing horrible illegal things with our military, but I do think we should have a big motherfucking military. Like I like one fact about our military that most people don't know is that we do have the largest air force in the world. That's an actual fact. Did you know that like our Navy, I'm pretty sure, is like the second or third largest air force in the world. We're not to be trifled with at any fucking point, dog. It just is what it is, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with us having a very well-funded military. You'd hear stories about Canadian and Australian troops in Afghanistan and Iraq having to, like, purchase boots and gloves from American soldiers because the equipment they had gotten from their country was so goddamn shit that they had to go purchase it out of pocket, which happens to our soldiers, too. Don't get me wrong. They have to do that just as much, and that's fucking bullshit. It's it's complete bullshit. All our troops should be completely taken care of, 100%. So, I, you know, I, I've bounce back and forth on each side on these types of things. I really, I, I, I'm not, you know, just one side or the other. Um, I'll tell you another one. Okay. Like since we're in, we're in the discussion of politics, which, you know, I like it too. Got I, you know, I thought I said I would get away from it, but I like it too damn much. And also I kind of want to, I want to be clear on how I feel and where I'm at. So there's no question about it, but Okay, so another leftist thing, I you know, I, I guess it's a leftist thing. I guess it could also be interpreted as like a libertarian thing, but I'm 100% on board for the legalization of every drug. I, I don't think that the cops in our cities and shit like that should ever have to worry about drugs or trying to police that type of thing or, you know, getting in the way of the sales or any type. Like, it's just... It's a waste of fucking time, and you're fighting against human nature, which is, you know, I mean, you could get into, well, people do these types of drugs of because they've been through traumatic experiences, and yada, 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 but then there's also people that just do it because they just want to fucking do it, and like, they, you know, it, it's just, it's not worth fighting the battle that we have continued to fucking fight year after year and just keep taking a goddamn L on. It's not worth it. It's not worth it as far as spending our tax dollars to fund the police to do that. Especially when, you know, given the situation that we're in nowadays, 
it really seems like other areas have started to like, you know, theft, burglary, uh, bank robberies, just all kinds of different types of crime are going up. So have the fucking police look at that shit. That's what's important. That's what I want them to focus on. I don't want them to focus on, you know, whether or not Billy's, you know, doing this drug or that drug or what the fuck ever. It, it, it's not worth it. Okay. So, you know, you legalize it. And, and I've always, I, I've, I've, the, the metaphor that I like to share with it is like, you know, the street produces fucking hawks. Like I'm, you know, like the, the, the ghettos and shit like that. And it, it really, it produces a certain type of hawk and it, it's not even attached to any type of fucking race. Like there are just as many white people that are just hawks and snakes in the grass as there are black people, Mexicans, Asians, whatever, you know, and it just, it's just the environment of capitalism and just the environment that we have created here in America. And I don't think those people should be the front line who has access to drugs. I think it should be a dorky white dude who's got a degree in uh, pharmacology and works at fucking CVS or whatever, or whatever, one of these goddamn dispensaries, which if you started to do this, you know, you know, goddamn well that people would want to make do that as a career. I, I mean, it's not a crazy thought to have like, you know, to have that become more, you know, if you put it into the economy by making that a rule, people would probably fucking respond to it. I don't think people would be against the idea. I mean, we sell enough fucking pills in this country, so it, I don't think it's that crazy of an idea. But if we're going to legalize all drugs, if we're going to legalize, like, you cannot get in trouble for that, then I don't have any problem with the federal government looking at people's shit on their cell phone, okay? Because the way that I see it, you know, it's, you're just, like, anything else is theft, burglary, rape, murder, uh, uh, bank robberies, you know, whatever. I can't think of any other fucking crimes right now. But, like, if you're texting about it on a fucking phone, like, then, you know, that's nobody. And, and the reason why I justify like them doing that is because while there are multiple variants of the pro drug cause in America, I don't think that there's very many people who are on the legalized murder plane, or, you know, or ship or whatever. I, I, I don't think that's that popular of a fucking idea. I know how much people like the Purge movies in this country, but I don't think they actually want to go out and fucking do it. You know, I, I I really think that, like, if it came down to it, I don't think a lot of people, even the ones that own the guns and all that fun shit, really have the wherewithal to start killing people en masse in this country. Like, we had plenty of opportunities over the pandemic and all that other fun shit, and we watched Netflix and ate shit at our houses. So we kind of, we kind of, we kind of proved how we feel about things. And that's kind of, you know, what leads me into like, I guess this next thing, which is like, you know, I say this to both the left wing and the right wing, you know, both sides, you know, both of you are screaming about revolution and change and all this other different shit. It's just, 
it's it's too it's the it's just the flip side of the fucking coin. It was what it is really. Like it, it really just the more and more I interact with it, it just feels like the flip side of the fucking coin. And so I guess the question that I really want to ask you is: is do you want revolution? Do you want change? Do you want you know uh, a, a new political system that is free from corruption? Or do you want Mr. Policeman to be nice to you and the bankers to be a little bit more friendlier to you and give you better rates and all that fun stuff? Because, I mean, the brutal reality of the situation is if you are going to go the route of revolution, you're probably going to have to give up things that you care about whether it be your home or your life savings or your nice car or whatever the fuck is that it is that you've invested in, it's probably going to go by the wayside if there's literal violence in the fucking streets. It, it's not like it, it's kind of hard to have, uh, you know, a thriving crypto account if they're burning down buildings downtown. Like it's, it's just, it, it, it's kind of tough, needless to say. So it's something that like, I, I think we're, some people on the left and some people on the right are kind of coming to terms with as we kind of get uh, more into this 2020 decade. But it's something that I think a lot of us do need to kind of have a conversation with ourselves and really, you know, what do you want? What do you want from your politicians? What do you want from the system? What do you, what's, what would really make you happy versus like what you're yelling about to like feel good or to make it seem like you're a part of the crowd? Because those things, those, that, the, the, the difference between the two and like being indecisive about like those, like whether or not we want revolution or if we, we just want people to be a little bit nicer to each other. You know, policemen, bankers, security guards, what have you. You know, that indecisiveness is why nothing gets done. It's why the Occupy Wall Street movement, like, didn't really... You know, you can, you can say whatever you want about it, but the reason that it... I, I firmly believe that the reason it didn't go anywhere is that, you know... I Because I remember, like, going to those protests. There was some in fucking Columbus and... and uh, I, I remember seeing some in California, too, when I was out there. And it's one of those things where you uh, you very quickly realize that there's no centralized leadership. So, like, what is going to get done? Who's going to actually, like, say, like, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And let's do it right now, okay? So, I... I that is my question for both sides is like figure out what we want, figure out how you want to get it, and then we all can have a discussion. So I, I guess I want to close out this episode with um, I don't know if anybody saw it, but over the weekend, um, Sam Hyde did like some celebrity boxing thing. And I, I've talked about Sam Hyde on this podcast before. I mean, I remember like one of the early Junkhead episodes, we uh, we talked about how it was bullshit that he was not uh, invited on Joe Rogan's podcast. Because it's like, come on, dude, you've had everybody else on your fucking podcast. You might as well have Sam Hyde on there. But 
apparently over the weekend he ended up winning this celebrity boxing match and was <laughs> screaming about how you wants to kill uh, Hassan Piker, which was fucking hilarious. But, you know, which Hassan Piker apparently, like, he's like, was like banning people on his Twitch because when they were mentioning Sam Hyde, which like, come on, dude, like, aren't you that like leftist dude who like lifts weights and you're like the, the alpha leftist? Like, I hate to be that guy, but like, at this point, just do it just to get the guy to shut the fuck up. Like, you can't ignore him anymore. He's got, like, a pretty big following. And the, that's kind of what I'm leading this into is, like, now there's, like, an article that they're, they just wrote about Sam. And it's basically, like, the uncancellation of Sam Hyde. And it's just, like, dude... As soon as you fucking, like, do, like, I just love the fair weatherness of this, like, fucking industry. And not saying I'm a part of it or anything like that. But, like, I, you know these are the same motherfuckers that talked all kinds of fucking shit about Sam Hyde when he got a shit can from Adult Swim and Tim Heidecker, you know, that whole fucking situation. And now it's just like, yeah, man, isn't Sam Hyde fucking hilarious? Like, oh, dude, he really is. And it's just like, you guys, like, shit on him. He's been, like, a fucking butt of the joke for, like, leftists for years now. And I'm glad that I, I hope he does, like, become uncanceled and he makes... You know, he's a funny, he's a funny motherfucker. He deserves every amount of success that he gets. But I just love how fucking fickle, like fame is a fickle fork. And it is fucking hilarious watching these motherfuckers just hop on the bandwagon. And yeah, he's a funny dude. Like Million Dollar Extreme was hilarious. The mom sketch was hilarious. All of his little like uh, cell phone videos were fucking great back in the day. Like... The dude is always, his TED Talks were fucking great, too. So, yeah, it's just, it's fun. Fame is a fickle fork. That's all I got to say about that one. I, not that I'm famous or anything, but just as an observer of the situation, holy fuck, that I can't even imagine. I can't even fucking imagine. Okay, so I lied. I thought we were going to close on the Sam Hyde thing, but, I, you know, I guess I, I my point was a little bit more concise than what I imagined it to be in, in my head. You know how that goes. It, it, it is what it is. But I guess we'll, you know, we'll hopefully close on this. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But if you want a fun Google search, um, you know, because I know like we uh, I did history horn dogs for a while and maybe we'll start like uh let me know in the DMs if we if if you guys want to hear some history stuff because I wouldn't mind doing history stuff on this podcast. Like I I love history. It's one of my favorite things in the world. So I guess today we'll kind of close out with a little bit of a uh, history uh, segment, if you will. And who we're going to talk about is Charles II of Spain. And before I go like super in depth to this like guy. I highly recommend, and I'll probably end up using his face as, like, uh, the cover of the episode, but 
I mean, holy cow. How inbred are these fucking European rulers in like the 1600s? I mean, it is just like he has like an underbite, like a fucking dog. Like it's, and they call it the Habsburg jawline, which like back in the day they were like, yes, this means like you're from like royal lineage, which just means you're fucking inbred as shit and you have probably hemophilia or some other fucking inbred ass disease or whatever and i mean even if you don't want to read anything about the guy just go look at the pictures or well the paintings of him and like i I, for his sake i hope that the people painting him were just fucking assholes and it wasn't this goddamn dramatic and this bad but i have a feeling that it wasn't like i have a feeling that this is really what he fucking looked like it's fucking absurd and like if you dive into like his history he had like every childhood disease you could have back then like the measles and chicken pox and all this other bullshit So, like, he was just, like, frail and sick all the time, and, like, apparently he drooled on himself, too, which is even fucking worse. Like, like, so, like, you're, like, I mean, God forbid, I don't know too much about him as far as if he led anything, led anybody into war, but can you imagine if, like, the drooling king is the guy telling you to go into fucking war? Oh, my God, that would be horrible i can't even i I think i'd fucking kill myself on the spot like fucking hell but yeah i i guess he drooled um he was prone to epileptic seizures so you'd be talking to him and all of a sudden he just starts shaking and spazzing out and all that other fucking shit which sorry i know we're not supposed to use the word spaz get mad at me but anyways so I'm using it to make fun of a fucking European king. You can suck my dick. So I think he might be one of the funniest kings that I've ever read about, you know, and of Spain. Like you would imagine him of like you would imagine this to be like an English or like a German king. But nope, it's a fucking Spanish king. (laughs) like with which like i i think like a part of like spanish royalty i'm not too sure on how this all works but i know like there's like the the what is it the castilian like uh, it's not valencia it's valencia or something like that so he's like drooling with a lisp and has epileptic seizures the guy's a fucking mess all the way through i mean it is fucking absurd how bad this dude is so, I, I mean, he like I guess the best part. Of, uh, I don't know. When, I don't want to say the best part, but well, no, I'll say the best part. The best part about it is, is I guess like you know he has all these problems, and like when they, he dies, they like do an autopsy on him, and like his guts are literally like they've got like gangrene on him, and he's like rotting from the inside out, and like his lungs and like atrophied and i guess like he had like one testicle but it was like black and like hard as stone he was like impotent his whole fucking life which i mean i guess on one hand is good but i i mean it sucks for him maybe that was why 
you know, I don't know. I it feel bad. Feels bad, but also you were rich as fuck. So how bad can you really fucking feel? He's probably like being a dick to peasants and all that other bullshit. So Charles the Second of Spain, what a fucking, uh, you know, the the junk the the junkhead junkie of the week. That's the old one. Um, we need like a, a Harry Slime guy, the slime guy, the slime guy of the week. <laughs> Fuck, I kind of like the slime guy of the week. Uh, slime guy from the grave, fucking Charles the Second with his Habsburg jaw. Uh, also, I guess he was like completely bald before thirty-five, um, and he like completely like baffled everybody around him. Was because like he always seemed like he was about to die but he just seemed he always would live like he just always was on the verge of death but he would just like somehow managed to like pull out until finally fucking in like god damn dude this poor fucking guy like and and like they have like a painting of him as a kid and even then he looks a little he looks fucking creepy like it's it, oh it's disturbing they got like a picture of him like uh, adore, adoring the uh, Holy Eucharist, uh, and good Lord, like, he just looks so fucking scary, man. Like he, <laughs> like, he almost looks like the stereotype of a witch. It's horrifying. But, I don't know. On that note, I guess, um, Life and Time with Harry Slime on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Primetime Harry Slime is my personal Instagram. Digital underscore Kintsugi is my art page on Instagram. I've been posting a lot on that and getting a lot better. I've been doing these like uh, newspaper headline collage glitch art things that I think y'all like. So check those out. Let me know how you feel. Give them a like. Give them a comment. All the fun stuff there. Um uh, rate and review us on uh, iTunes. Um, you know, uh, give us like I think you can rate us on uh, Spotify as well, and uh, share us with your friends. Like if you have friends that like podcast, uh, I know a lot of, I know most of you motherfuckers have friends who work nine to five, uh, working class jobs, and they need something to listen to when they're plowing away on a fucking forklift or, you know, stocking shelves at a fucking grocery store. So tell them about my podcast. Hey, who knows? Listening to it, maybe maybe it'll even give them, get them some pussy or something like that. I, I you know, you never know what, what could happen. But on that note, Harry Slime is out.